91.3 WKY News. I'm Dr. Greg Davis on medicine. As many WKY listeners will know, our friend and reporter Karen Czar has recently been hospitalized for a bone marrow transplant for multiple myeloma. I recently caught up with her, and here's what she had to share with us. Karen, thank you so much for talking with me again and, and telling all of us a little bit about your journey. And, and we're talking at a very uh, happy time right now because you're getting ready after several weeks at the Markey Cancer Center to go home. Tell us a little bit about uh, what the last three weeks have been like and what you're looking forward to. I'm so excited. I actually get to go home and it's been a long journey. It's It was different than I anticipated even though I thought I was prepared and that is not any kind of uh, bad comment towards my doctors or my nurses. I think, and I think anyone who's been through this or as a caretaker can acknowledge, until you're in it, you don't really understand the scope of it. So there was probably a week when I was really, really, really sick and we're talking the tears and the, I wanna go home and I can't do this, you know, um, that, that I think everybody goes through when they're in something like this. And so if you're listening and you've been through that and you had that moment of, I can't and I just won't, uh, you are not alone. It, you, I think everybody hits that point, but I've gotta tell you the support of my, my family, my friends, the WUKY family, and our listeners really is what spurred me to just keep a positive attitude and keep pushing through. And I make no joke about that. I say that all the time, how much I love the listeners and working at WUKY. Dr. Greg, I can't tell you how many messages I got from people I've never even met just saying, hey, I've been there, or just I'm sending you prayers or hugs or whatever. It, it meant the world. Your voice sounds, since the last time you and I briefly chatted, your voice sounds uh, chippier, I guess, happier. And and uh, it sounds like you discovered that you have more of a community than you even knew you had. Well, and when I say my family, it's really my fake family because my uh, the family that I was born with is, is deceased. And so I created this fake family. And let me tell you, they have been here day in and day out if I needed them. I mean, not literally here, but I mean checking in on me. Um, there was one day, Dr. Greg, about 15 or 16 of them figured out where the green space was below. I'm on the 11th floor, and they figured out where the green space was below my window. They got together wearing pink wigs to match the color I had dyed my hair before it fell out holding signs saying your fake family loves you, holding balloons, screaming and cheering. And one of my roommates came and said, hey, come to the window, uh, we, we wanna show you something. And they were all down there just cheering and they got on the phone, everybody said hello. And it was just, it came in the week where I was the sickest. In fact, the nurse was like, she's had a rough day. She really, I don't know if she can make it to the window. And that moment, I was so giddy that it really pushed me through the next week. It's, it's sort of amazing how that, that chosen family can really come through for you. And, and now after three weeks in the hospital, you're getting ready to head home. Tell me a little bit about what you're anticipating there. I don't want to put a cart before a horse because the thing I have learned from being in the hospital is things can change on a dime and no matter how prepared you think you are, you're not. So I need to be diligent 
I need to, if I have so much as a slight fever, I have to make sure, I can't just blow it off. I have to get checked right away. I have to make sure I do every single thing that they've told me to do to the letter because, and I think we all do when you've been hospitalized, but the thing with the transplant is, I had a friend who actually had a, a kidney and liver transplant several years ago and uh, she had made a mistake on one of the medications and wasn't taking it properly and it, it cost her. And so I learned from that. And even though these are my own stem cells, so I do not have to worry about any kind of rejection. If they tell me you've got to take this at five o'clock, I've got to take it at five o'clock. There's no playing around. And going forward also, I'm, I'm assuming you're still going to have to come back at regular intervals to see your physicians, your, your other caregivers to work with them as you journey on after the bone marrow transplant. Yes, I'll come in like twice a week, I think is the plan right now. And I have a, you would know what it's called exactly, but basically it's a cath pick line in my neck. And that's how they can get a lot of my medicines and draw a lot of my labs, which I hated having it. But once it was in, I was so happy I had it because I'm a very hard draw. Um, it's very hard for them to find my, uh, my veins because I've had so many things done. And so it's really been a blessing in disguise. So I'll go in twice a week. They will check everything and make sure everything's okay. My kidney function did go down a little while I was in here, which is why the doctor wanted to move so quickly. Initially, we were going to do this in November, if you remember from our last interview. Um, but he just saw something he didn't like. And I promised him, uh, he, he allowed me to cover the May primaries and be in a show. Uh, but he said, if I let you do this, if, if I have any inkling that I think we need to move forward, I need you to trust me. And he did. And so uh, I had to give up white Christmas and the November, November uh, elections. So that's a bummer. But, you know, he was right because my kidneys have taken a little bit of a hit from this, from all the chemo. Um, and if I had waited much longer, it, I could have gone from stage two to three, which is a step closer to dialysis. But luckily, I went from step one to two. So listen to your doctors. Um, but also, I, you and I have had this conversation before. Listen to yourself, too. I'm very fortunate that I ended up in the end with doctors that were total advocates for me. They allowed me to be an advocate for myself. But if you remember in the very beginning, there were one or two who were like, oh, it's menopause. Oh, it's all in your head. Oh, you're a female. And find the doctors that work as a team with you. That is the best advice I can give you. Do not be shy about asking questions. Do not be shy about saying, I'm telling you it is something more. I know my body. It really is a partnership. And also, Karen, in the midst of all this, you received some well-deserved good news vis-a-vis -vis your work as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, you know, I was, I've been sick for about 18 months. But last year, there, was, there were several months where we just didn't know what was wrong. I just thought I was tired. So when I look at, back at some of the coverage I did, I was really, really sick, but I didn't know it. And so I am so honored. I have been named the uh, best reporter in the state for radio and political reporter by the Kentucky Broadcasters Association. Um, and I won for another piece that I did. And off the top of my head, I can't remember which one it was, but... I am so honored because, you know, awards are nice and I don't want to, 
I don't like to beat the drum too much when you win because, you know, it's subjective and, and we all do great work and not everyone can get recognized. But the fact that I was recognized during a time when I was so sick, just, it, it meant the world. It truly did. And I couldn't have done it without Alan. I couldn't have done it without you, without Josh, without Missy and Sam, the whole team stepping up and helping me. Because a lot of that work that I did, you know, I was sleeping in my car in Eastern Kentucky uh, during the floods and working out of a gas station. And they were here making sure everything got done on this end so that I could do that incredible work. Well, gosh, I, I'm just so excited for that well-deserved award that has to be a, a bit of a morale boost. And before we part, Karen, is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners before, uh, of course, we're going to revisit a, a few weeks down the road. But uh, in the meantime, anything that you'd want to tell us? I really just want to say thank you, not only to you, Dr. Greg, because you are part of my fake family, but I mentioned this earlier, but truly, we talk about this all the time in FunDrive. To you, our listeners, I cannot tell you how much it meant for you to take time out of your day to shoot me an email, some of you who have my number, a text. Uh, I've gotten cards from people, like I said, I've never met. That means the world. It truly does. And if you know someone who is in this situation, just any kind of little boost you can give them to help them get through, you would not believe, like I said, when my friends came and showed up, you know, I got to see them for five minutes. It gave me an entire week of morale boost. So just support everyone the best that you can. If you need support, don't be afraid to ask for it. And again, be your own advocate always. Well, colleague, friend, and fake family member Karen Zarr, thank you very much for talking with me today. Thanks, Dr. Greg. I love you to pieces. My thanks today to my friend, colleague, and fake family member Karen Zarr for talking with us about her journey with multiple myeloma and her recent bone marrow transplant. For more information, visit our website at wuky.org. With health news you can use, I'm Dr. Greg Davis on medicine. Dr. Greg Davis is a forensic pathologist at the University of Kentucky who volunteers his time to cover important medical news for our community. This program is available as a podcast at wuky.org.